was the original purpose that God had for humanity? That's what we'll learn today as we kick off our jog through the biblical story. Thanks for tuning in to The Bible Brief. Okay, so let me remind you the construct of the Bible Basics series that we're in. We've done a two-step sprint through the Bible, a 10-step run through the Bible, and today we're kicking off a jog through the Bible that we anticipate will take approximately 40 episodes. In this jog through, we're going to be focusing on the narrative of the Bible, but we'll also be discussing a few more conceptual topics as well. Think about our 10-step run through when we discuss the idea of substitution. Well, in this jog through, we'll be doing a lot more of that, where we'll explain a concept and see how it applies through the Bible. That said, we're so glad that you've joined us for this jog through. And before we begin in earnest, I want to briefly remind you that this show is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation. We exist to help people like you learn the life-changing story and message of the Bible. We depend on donations to continue making content, so if you haven't donated, would you consider donating today? We'd love for you to partner with us as we seek to make accessible digital content for people to learn the Bible. Donating is as easy as clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at BibleLiteracyFoundation.com. So let's kick off our jog through with the first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1 verse 1. Hopefully you're getting close to memorizing this foundational verse for the whole biblical story. It's foundational because it teaches us a critical truth. God made everything, and so everything is His. He's the definer of everything, and no purpose exists without God first purposing all things. Take that in for a moment and remember what God says just a few verses later. Let there be light, and there was light. God didn't merely bring something that existed and place it in our universe. God himself conceived of the very idea of light. Illumination, light particles and waves, shadows, twinkling, reflection, perception, and so on and so forth. Think about all the ways that light affects our lives. And this light was something conceived in the mind of God. And God had a purpose for creating light just as he did. But he didn't just create light. Let's talk about all six days of creation. On the first day, God creates the universe, a watery, amorphous earth, and light and darkness. On the second day, God separates this amorphous, watery earth from the sky. On the third day, God forms dry land out of this watery earth, creating land and seas. Then God creates vegetation, including fruit trees and other plants of many kinds. On the fourth day, God creates the lights of the sun and moon in their places to govern the days and seasons and years. On the fifth day, God creates the creatures that live in the water and the birds of the air. On the sixth day, God creates wildlife that will live on the dry land, and finally he creates the humans, which he calls man or mankind. He says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. Genesis 2 amplifies this account and gives us more information about the formation of man and woman. It says in verse 7, Then God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, 
and the man became a living being. Later it says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. And finally, a bit later, So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man, and he slept. God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh at that place. And then the Lord God made the rib he had taken out of the man into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, This one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman, for she was taken from man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. Both the man and his wife were naked, yet felt no shame. That was all from Genesis 2. It's with this creation of man and woman that we see the final capstone of God's creation as he sets them in the Garden of Eden. He has created mankind in his own image, and then on the seventh day, he rests from his work. As an example of something we'll explore a little later in our jog through called the Sabbath. Just remember that word, Sabbath. So what to remember here is this, that God created everything in six days, and on the sixth day, he created mankind, and then finally, he rested on the seventh day. But there's a concept I want to introduce here that we need to remember as we go through the rest of the Bible, and that's this. Just as God conceived of light, like we discussed, he also conceived of mankind and of marriage. It was God's idea to make a man just the way a man is, and it was God's idea to make a woman just the way a woman is. Further, it was God's idea to create them in such an intimate way. God doesn't just create a woman out of dust. He creates the woman from a part of the man. Further, after taking her out of the man's flesh, we see an explanation of what marriage is in chapter 2, verse 24. It says, This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife, and they become one flesh. The woman is taken from man and then rejoined with the man in marriage. This exact verse is used later by Jesus in the Bible when he's discussing God's intention for marriage. Just as God conceived of light, he conceived of man and woman and marriage. And listen to this. God creating something means that he defines that thing and that thing's purpose. Think about it. If you made a picture frame out of wood in a wood shop, and you said, see, look, a picture frame. No one can say to you, no, what you made is actually a box of tissues. That would be a silly thing for them to say. The truth is this. You, the creator of the picture frame, get to define it as a picture frame and set its purpose to hold pictures. God is the same. Since he defines things by creating them, no one else gets to define them. Ownership and definition of things belongs to the creator of those things. Now there's some great news for us here. Since God defines humans, we don't have to figure out how to define ourselves. This takes a great weight off of our shoulders and allows us to ground our identity and what God made us to be, rather than trying to figure out for ourselves what our purpose and definition is. Our discovery and adventure is in learning to live in God's purpose for us, learning to see things how He sees them, and finding ways to live in fulfillment of His purpose for our lives. This is one of the great uses of the Bible for a believer. We get to see what God's purpose for us is. So in the narrative, we see not only the relationship of man and woman defined, but we also see God giving original purpose to humanity in the garden. Listen to this from God about His initial purpose for mankind. 
It says, God blessed them, and he said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. Humanity was originally supposed to exercise authority and dominion over the earth as they were blessed by God and grew the human family. This first married couple had an identity firmly rooted in how God created them. He created them in His image and likeness, special and set apart as God's representatives, and they were to take the creation that God made and rule it. What a blissful existence this might have been. But there was a problem. The humans quickly forgot their identity. This wonderful order created by God, where God created Adam and Eve from Adam as his corresponding helper, where they were to multiply and rule over the rest of creation in obedience to God, well, this order is exactly reversed. Rather than live in their identities, they choose another way. They choose identity crisis. We'll come to see that God's order of authority of God, then man, then woman, then the earth and animals, gets turned completely upside down. Next time, we'll explore the rejection of God's purpose, and we'll see a sort of mutiny where instead of ruling the animals of the earth, the humans are ruled by an animal. By now you may know the story, but we're going to look at it in a whole new way. Thanks for listening to The Bible Brief. Are you enjoying the podcast? One of the best ways for the show to grow is for you to share it with a friend. Will you do that today? We'd love to help more people understand the life-changing story and message of the Bible. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening. The Bible Brief is brought to you by the Bible Literacy Foundation, dedicated to helping people like you learn the Bible. Copyright Bible Literacy Foundation 2022.